0: But that was a treasure. Yeah. I mean, if Bring it's going
1: fast-food food restaurant, it would definitely be at Chick-fil-A. What's that? If it would be at any fast-food restaurant, it would definitely be at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> Although I tell you what <laughs> Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Popeye's chicken. You get Popeye's chicken? Yeah. Ooh, their chicken sandwiches are up there with Chick-fil-A's. I'm just saying. Ooh. They're more
2: like
1: chicken. Ooh. They have bigger chicken. Ooh, who's? Who's? Well,
2: I've never but
1: so Popeyes. juicy, it wasn't dry. Yeah,
2: so it's right. like
3: more
1: dry. I was up there. I think here's my here's my top three. I think it'd have to be Popeyes, Chick Fil A, and then KFC's chicken sandwich is really good too. What if yeah, I've, I've never, never had Popeyes in your life? You haven't? Know. Oh, you're yes, no. missing out. It's a good change up from KFC or uh, Popeyes. Anyways, let's <laughs> just carry on. Huh? We're just all gonna end up getting hungry, but let's let's get hungry for yeah. Let's get hungry for the Lord. Because uh, actually, Nori has something that she, well, she wanted to share. She felt impressed by the Lord during the, the last song of worship. And uh, Go for it. Okay, so I felt I the
2: Holy Spirit speak to me. I wasn't going to say anything, but I I'm really impressed it with my heart. And if any of you ever feel something that the Lord's speaking to you about and you feel led to share, go ahead, go for it. Ask Jason. And um, we want to make room for the Holy Spirit. But I felt in my heart the last song, I felt like I wanted you guys to ask the Lord, like, there is a place inside each of our hearts that we were, it's a vacant. There's a hole inside of us that only can be filled by Him, right? So, but we're unaware of how many other things that we can go to to fill that hole. But we only can know that through God. Only He can show us. Because we, when you, do you guys ever feel that empty feeling inside? I tell you, I yeah. So it's like, and we can go to food, we can go to friends, we can go to a movie, and we can go to so many different things to fill that hole, but it will never fully satisfy. So I felt like in the song, when we, when we were singing, and or when Danny was singing, feeling that he feels that that was so much joy. I really God impressed it upon my heart that I feel as if God wants to anoint all of you guys with. Joy to feel that bubbling joy come out of you, and that hole will just get filled up, and you'll feel the joy. But I feel as though God needs to impart to you and give you revelation of the Holy Spirit, and that He's your close friend, He's your companion. Yes, we love Jesus too with all of our hearts, but Holy Spirit too, He's the one that gives us that joy, and it's like you know, like the best thing. In this world, I just see in the Spirit, as seeing you guys that God's going to give this to you. He's going to anoint you with the Spirit, like so much. And I'm praying for that for all of you, that God will fill you up with the Spirit, and He'll baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And you'll speak in tongues, and you're going to go to a whole nother level. And you're going to go to a whole nother level of hunger for Him, like you've never known. You guys, you guys are so blessed i did not know this when i was in high school i was a broken a broken mess i'm 14 years old and now god's helping me to understand this you guys are the chosen you're the chosen generation god's going to use you and equip you and you're going to god's going to use you in in amazing ways i kid you not and i know you probably heard this a million times but god's going to anoint you with his spirit so my prayer is that when we come together on friday nights but you're going to experience that. We're not going to just um, tell stories about it. We're going to actually experience it. You're going to take it to your schools, and your, people are going to feel like, whoa, like what's that on you? What, the spirit, like, what? <laughs> you know. So that's my prayer for you guys. But that did that make sense? You were understand? Yes. Okay. So anytime you feel empty, what are you going to do?
3: Pray. pray.
2: pray. pray. Go, Holy Spirit. Worship. Pray. But yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. And everybody, you just hold out your hands like you're receiving a gift. Like, uh, let's, just, let's just pray. Laura's going to lead us in prayer.
2: Oh, okay. So, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. We welcome you here. Would you be so tangibly real to every single person in this room? I pray that God, that you, and Holy Spirit, that you would be like a close companion, friend, Something that we we don't understand, um, you're kind of a mystery, Holy Spirit. which you reveal in yourself as a person to us? I pray for every single person in this room that you fill them and anoint them with the Holy Spirit. That you would fill them up with joy. That they, they they would experience things they've never experienced before, like the joy and the laughter, and going to this whole new level of faith and walking in this level and, and increasing hunger and their des- and desire in their heart for you, Jesus. I. I ask that um, even now, I pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will give us such a revelation, Jesus, of the cross, even more. Um, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Amen. Amen.
1: Okay. Let's just, stay, uh, just bow our heads. I'm going to pray this one. So I think at the end of the day, we we need more of the Lord. And uh, it was so good what, what Dan said earlier at the beginning of tonight's service, um, the start of tonight and what Nori's saying. Man, we just, we need our hearts burning for Him um, more and more. Because I know just, I'm not where I want to be, you know? And when things get hard, things get tough, like Nori's saying, we just... It's so easy to fill those voids with just lesser things, not even necessarily bad things, but just not God at at the same time. And uh, those kind of things, when we do that, it it dulls our spirits, it dulls our hearts. But thank God, just like Evan Roberts, who experienced that spiritual coldness, for those who were here last week, remember, he experienced the spiritual coldness, but God's so good that he reignited it, and that's what God does for us. And um, so anyways, let's uh, let's bow our heads. Lord, uh, we love you. We thank you. We absolutely need more of you. And, uh, and I pray that you would stir up an insatiable hunger and desire in each one of our lives for more of you. That our hearts would burn for you. That we would be fully surrendered to you. And so in tune with your spirit and your voice that when you say, um, go right, we would go right. And then when you say go left, that we would go left. That we would just be quick, uh, quick to obey the Lord. And uh, just like Evan Roberts was. And uh, so ignite it, Lord. Ignite a fire in this place. Ignite a fire in our hearts. And I just want to thank you for this well that's here that we could come and receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. So, if you weren't here last week, um, we were talking about the Welsh revival. Do you guys remember that? Yep. Mm-hmm. What stands out to you? Anything, oh, still, yeah, anything you remember from the Welsh revival that we talked about last year or from the life of Evan Roberts? Anybody know where the Welsh revival was? Yeah. Wales. Wales, <laughs> that's right. Where's Wales? Somewhere not. Okay. Great right, Britain. Great Britain is part of the United Kingdom, it's in Europe. Anything, remember anything about Evan Roberts? He started out in the coal mines? Yeah. He he left grammar school and went to go work in the coal, coal mines at 12 years old to help out his family financially. And uh, Anybody remember when he got saved? something. Wow. No, when he got saved. Yeah, 13. Oh. Oh,
0: yeah. dude, that was close.
1: <laughs> he got saved when he... I heard it. something about him. Oh, but oh, that's what ahead. my dad
0: said it earlier. I know. That's not That's funny. okay. It's that worth he, repeating. He, he had the coldness of the Holy Spirit when right? well when he realized that when he didn't cry
1: whenever he saw the cross which is crazy right because we see the cross all the time we drive by churches you know <laughs> like yeah. we uh, walk in this room and it's like man <laughs> like, like every once in a while maybe but like
0: every time
1: that happens yeah come on Lord I'm just gonna pray right now let's just pray again Lord do, just like Dan prayed earlier Lord do that in us Zoo that in us, that when we would see the cross, we would remember your sacrifice, mm-hmm. that we wouldn't treat it as a light thing, that our hearts would be moved, Lord, even in this season we're in now, as we're going to, uh, as, as, as you you died on the cross today, Lord, it's the anniversary of your death, Lord, and the, the anniversary of your resurrection in, in a couple days, Lord, we just, Lord, just wreck us with this, move our hearts again, move us to tears, in Jesus' name and I thank you that you hear these prayers, God, and it's just not empty words. But uh Won't you just say it in your own words? In your own words right now, just just to say God, say God, just move my heart at the sight of the cross. Yeah, as passionate or as weak as you want. <laughs> because when um when, when the Holy Spirit gave ever Evan, Evan Roberts that prayer Lord send the spirit for Jesus Christ's sake he had I don't know how many people were at this meeting but he had he, he everyone began to pray and it said some really loudly some hey if you just yeah let's just not be a distraction because the Holy Spirit's here I don't know if you feel them or not but the Holy Spirit's here okay so let's let's focus let's focus in Um. But everybody began, young and old, began to pray this prayer. Some really passionately, some really loudly, some really just very weakly. But God answered that prayer to send His Spirit. Because it was after that prayer meeting that things really began to take off. You're talking about 70,000 people saved within two months. That's like all of, just to put it in perspective, that's all of Dublin. Within two years, 100,000 saved. And I was talking to Dan, and he put it in great perspective, because when you say 100, like, we're believing for, like, this billion-soul harvest that's coming. Billion-soul. So when you hear 100,000, it might not sound like that much. Like, Norm was like, 100,000, that's all? But Dan put it in great perspective when I was talking to him after the, our service last week. 100,000's all of Livermore. Just to put it in perspective. Like, this move of the Spirit. And, like, I'm so excited because because I, I don't like we're just talking about this stuff and it's, I, I really feel we're stepping we're entering into something like legit and for real and uh, anyways but I'll, carry, I'll carry on so he was saved at 13 and he committed himself at 13 years old to 5 meetings a week and he did it for over a decade. It's like crazy. And not only that, he, from the age of thirteen to twenty-six, he prayed was an intercession for revival for over a decade, thirteen years. It's like that's enough for like a mic drop, like, and like he's not—he was just a person. Like I like how the Book of James says, even talking about Elijah, who prayed that. And he he prayed that the rain would stop in Israel, that there would be a drought for three and a half years until the people came back to God. And three and a half years later, he prayed for the rain to come again, and it came. And in the book of James, it just says he was just a man like us. Elijah, the prophet, the one who God would take and transport to other places somewhere, just a man like us. Evan Roberts was just a man like, he's, he's just a person like us. He resolved to have the Spirit of God. He was a man on fire from a young age. So before he went to college, before he went to college, some of this is just some of the same stuff from last week. But before he went to college, he had three to four months of encounters. Remember, remember what time he had encounters at? You to remember what time? Like three. One two two and one. Two What hello, what is it? He said one, two, three, four, five. One to five. He had encounters with the Lord from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. for three to four months. I'm telling you, like, we're not on fire right now. I'm just saying. We are not on fire right now. But we're gonna get there, I believe. (laughs) And we're gonna keep praying. Three to four months of these encounters, and then he goes to college and the encounters stop. That's when, as we said, spiritual coldness. One of the signs, he looks at the cross, he doesn't weep. Like, come on. Oh my gosh. All right. So, and what, do you guys remember what reignited his heart? His fire? Obviously, the Lord, but. Um, No. He did. You guys are jumping a little bit ahead. But he went to a series of meetings. He went to a series of oh, meetings. Yeah. And, and God begins... to. Them up, and then the last one, What's that? Yeah, like, three, three, four, oh, no, yeah. You got, yeah. We'll get there. We're jumping ahead a little bit. But he began to go to these meetings. And, God, and I also want to read you something from Isaiah 42. Because even though... Like probably all the flame of God's fire in our heart, if we could see in the spirit, probably in each one of us, it's probably all at different levels—some more, some less. But the awesome thing about God, about Jesus, and, and this is from Isaiah forty-two. The first half of Isaiah forty-two is about His first coming. The second half of Isaiah forty-two is about His second coming. And uh, and this is the awesome thing about Jesus, because when the fire, when our fire might be dim. And maybe even going out, Jesus doesn't snuff it out. He doesn't snuff out a flickering flame, but he breathed on it so it'll be reignited. And that's what he did for Evan Roberts. So Isaiah 42. And remember, this is talking about the first coming of Jesus. So the first coming of Jesus. First coming of Jesus, he was a lamb. Came as a lamb. What does this like, the second coming look like? Um, lion. Like a lion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this so listen, listen to this this is Isaiah prophesying about the Messiah behold my servant whom I uphold my elect one in whom my soul delights this is talking about Jesus I put my spirit upon him he will bring forth justice to the Gentiles he will not cry out nor raise his voice nor cause his voice to be heard in the street a bruised reed he will not break so like in our weakness he's not going to break us and a smoldering and a smoking flax my translation says a smoldering flax but like a smoldering wick he will not quench out he will not snuff it out so even when like every Roberts even like ourselves tonight the fire might be small or even some of our fires might be flickering out he will not Snuff it out and be like, You're disqualified, you're in time out, you don't have passion for me. He will breathe on that. He will breathe on it and bring us and revive our hearts. Isn't that awesome about Jesus? So even when we're like, Man, I don't feel anything, I'm dull, I'm so distracted with all these things, He's not going to be like, Oh, your little fire's a little thing. You know? No, He's not going blow to blow it out and snuff it out or, you know? You know? He's not gonna do that. He's gonna he's gonna fan it into flame so it's brighter and brighter. And that's what he did for Evan Roberts in those meetings that rekindled his fire, rekindled his passion for the Lord. So revival hit his own heart through a series of meetings. And then he had a spiritual experience. At one of those meetings that furthered him along in his spiritual development. Like he had an encounter with the Lord. He had this burning prayer. They were in a prayer meeting. And he had this burning prayer on his heart. And that's when he prayed, bend me, O oh Lord. Bend me. He had to, he was agonized. Like he, was, he was sweating. And he said it felt like he was sweating drops of blood like Jesus in Gethsemane. It, was, it wasn't It was sweat drops of blood, but it was sweat. and He felt that. And he was praying, bend me. And we talked about it at the end of uh, last week. That bending was, bend me to your will. Bend me to your will. Being bent to the will of God. And it was after that encounter, do you guys remember the four things? Probably not, but it was The four things after that prayer encounter, that encounter with the Lord that he he walked away with. One, salvation of souls became the, the absolute burden of his heart. Remember when he lost all nervousness? And the way I take this is that he lost all nervousness of the fear of man, or the fear to speak up, or the fear, fear to um, to be bold for the Lord. You guys probably remember this one. He could sing all day. He walked away from Some he had some type of physical impediment that would hinder him from, I guess, singing for long periods of time. He walked; away, he could sing all day, and he had a re- revived heart toward God. He left that encounter going from the quiet, unassuming, just serious student to Evan Roberts, the evangelist, ready to light whales on fire. Oops. How big
0: is whales? Mm, you'd, you'd have to Google it. I don't know. <laughs> Where is it? Sierra.
1: And you're right next to It borders England. It's part of the United Kingdom. And, oh, you! Oh, that's right. You were. Wow. Over here, over here. That's right. So, if you could look on Wales after the meeting tonight. But one of the things that I didn't share last week that I want to share with you this week is that Evan Roberts was an answer to prayer. There was a man by the name of Seth Joshua. That's a pretty cool name, right? I think. Say Seth, Seth Joshua. Seth yeah. Joshua. He was a revivalist. <laughs> I'm a little more enthusiasm. Say, say I, Seth, Seth Joshua. Seth Joshua. That's a cool name. That's a strong biblical name. <laughs> if I had ever one. No, but he was the answer to Seth Joshua's prayer. Seth Joshua didn't know it, but for Seth Joshua, he was one of the revivalists in Wales at that time, and he had been praying for four years that God would take someone not from the uh, how do I say not 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 from the spiritually elite. When someone not from the great colleges, because Evan Roberts was, when all this happened, he was in college for just nearly a year when all this happened. Not someone from the spiritual and not someone from the great colleges, but someone from the coal mines in the fields, and that God would use him mightily. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, wait, God, God put that inside of him to even pray that, probably. To even pray that he didn't know who he was praying for, he didn't even know... God to pray that, that God would say, take somebody out from the fields and use them. So after this encounter, he had trouble focusing on school. think uh, he was being gripped and prepared by the Holy Spirit for a work for a work of God. And at that time, his only book became the Bible. Anore, when she goes, when we go somewhere, I usually bring a couple books and my Bible. Talking about like on vacation. Sometimes we're just going on a quick trip somewhere. Nobody's got like four books, five books, and a Bible. Well, we do that because those things feed us spiritually, and there's no knock on it. But man, his only book became the Bible. He was feasting on the Word of God. That's what that tells me. He believed for that 100,000 souls, and God gave him that 100,000 souls throughout the course of the revival. It was later on where he had the vision. He had the heavenly vision. Say heavenly vision. Heavenly vision. It was, uh, and then that vision was when he saw himself back at his home village. He's in college, he was in a chapel service, and he has this vision. it's The preacher man's preaching, and uh, he has this vision of himself going back to his home village and witnessing and reaching the lost people of his village, of his hometown. And he tried to shake it. He's like, basically, like God, no, no. But he could not shake the vision, and he finally uh, surrendered to the heavenly vision. And uh, where I want to go from here? So, oh yeah, that's right. So he gets the heavenly vision. He has this wrestling match with the Lord in this chapel, and he finally surrenders to it. And then the vision goes away. And it's, even then, he still wasn't sure. Oh. I forgot, I don't know if I shared this part last time. So after he surrenders, the vision just goes away and brilliant heavenly light filled the chapel. Only he could see it. But he couldn't even see where the preacher was. Like, this light filled the chapel. And he was just, you know, just another, it was another awesome encounter. Yeah. So he's sitting there. He has this vision. sees him, He's trying to shake it. He's trying to shake it. I mean, that, put it in like your guys' world. What if you know we're in here one day and God gives you a vision of like going back to your school and reaching your lost classmates? Would you have a wrestling match and be like, "Let's go, God!" I, I would wrestle, <laughs> right? Okay, so that's what you... I would lose. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he's that's that's kind of like you know it'd be like me going back to my family or my workplace and God's like reach this person, this person, share the gospel. I play. I'm like, I'm going back. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna put in my two weeks right now. <laughs> but anyway, so so he has the vision, he wrestles with the Lord, and then he finally says, Okay, Lord, yes. And then bright lights fill the fill the chapel, he can't even see the minister. So he goes home the next day, and this is what I absolutely love about Evan Roberts. I know I shared it last week, but his absolute obedience to the Lord, immediate obedience. Because like I said, if I had something like that, I'd probably ponder on it a couple weeks. Lord, when do you want me to go, you know, type of thing. But it was like the next day he goes home. And I don't know how far his college was from his home, but he had to take a train. He goes home. He goes home. And remember, he what does he do when he goes home? Goes to he goes to church that same night. Doesn't rest. Huh? Doesn't rest. It it doesn't rest. That did come to back to bite him later on during the revival. He got really spiritually burnt out. Um, but that's another story for another day. But the immediate obedience to the Holy Spirit, immediate obedience. Amen. And that's where he was at. He went to the prayer meeting. At prayer meeting ends. He asked people to stay behind. Sixteen stayed. Plus the one, plus one little girl. And that was the beginning of the Evan Roberts revival meetings. That was just the beginning. So in that first week that he was home, he had nightly prayer meetings at 8 p.m. And lives began to change like immediately, like so much so they were talking about it in the pubs. They were talking about it in the workplace and in the church. People's lives were already beginning to change in a very short amount of time. And his own 16-year-old sister's life changed as well. She, was, she went from a sarcastic and peevish Anybody know what peevish means? I had to look this up. (laughs) She was sarcastic. She wasn't happy. She was argumentative. Just, you know, probably what we would call like a a brat or something. But she went from sarcastic and peevish to happy and joyful about life. Within that first week of him being ill. Question. Yes. How old was Evan Roberts at this time? 26 years old. Hmm. Very young man. true and also the hungry and the prayerful because there's a lot of similarities I see between Evan Roberts and uh, what's his name William Seymour Mm. just that one number one the hunger for the Lord the passion for God passion for prayer the humility and just the surrendered life and God 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 uses use them and uses us as well when when we're surrendered so the second week in Evan Roberts' own words, he says it was a week of direct prayer. So he's there a week. Sunday night, Sunday night comes, it's a Sunday night service. And from what I understand, it was like an okay service, not much activity of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, from what I understand, like probably just like, you know, just an all right service. And he, he wasn't satisfied. He carried on to like twelve o'clock that night with a group of people. And he was willing to go to daybreak. To to receive what he was says in his own words, the blessing from God, like more of the spirit. He was willing to contend in prayer, lead this group of people in prayer, doing the night watch, till the sun came up the next day to receive the blessing from God. Is that not hunger or what? That is absolute hunger. Are we hungry like that? Are you hungry like that? For the Lord? No, exactly. Yeah, we want to be. We're not there yet, but we're going to get there. Because, man, just to receive it reminds me of Jacob's wrestling match with the Lord that's in good. Genesis. Where he says, I will not let you go unless you bless me with your name. So he's, he's like, if we got to go all night, <laughs> good. watch out. We're going all night until we receive this. And that's when the Holy Spirit gave them the prayer. Send the Spirit now for Jesus Christ's sake. Send the Spirit now. And they were challenged to pray that the entire week. And It was very shortly after that that things began to take off. We're talking about large meetings. We're talking about meetings that went to three or four in the morning, and meetings that were uh, overflowing with people. And we even where the press, the local press, the newspaper, caught their attention, and they covered the revival for a whole year. And uh, this kind of ties into. To some of the things that have been shared already tonight, and I'm probably just going to sum it up tonight, because there's so much to talk about this. Each revival is so unique. Each revival, is such there's similarities and there's such distinctions in the move, move of God, and I know just for the, the sake of time tonight, I'm going to have to, to, to just, I just want to leave you with some things uh, about Emmett Robinson, even in his own words because uh there's some powerful things that i I really do want to talk more about some of these things how like singing was a major part of this revival singing like three-fourths of the meeting were songs being sung hymns Mm -hmm. three-fourths of these meetings just holy spirit movement, people passionate about worshiping singing hymns memorizing. they didn't have hymn books but the whole place would be be filled with praise and worship you know and hunger for the Lord. Like I saw how we worship tonight. I saw. <laughs> I'm just trying to challenge you guys. That's all. I have. There's no judgment in my heart, honestly. But man, like, and the thing about these meetings, like, every these people, this is just, this is gonna, this blows me away. Every Roberts would come to these meetings. Like, and the meetings were already started. You're talking about, like, imagine going to church, people already in there worshiping before the worship band gets up and worships. Or imagine us coming in this room, and we're already worshiping before Danny hops up on the keyboard. That's what these people were doing. Evan Roberts would come in after and just sneak up to the front and worship, prayer, and testifying was already going on. Mm. Uh I just try to imagine that on a Sunday morning. You, you go to Sunday morning service, let's just say it's packed out with people, and they're already worshiping for the worship teams up there. I can see it happening. And just people being led by the Spirit. To, that's what people were do. They were just led by the Spirit to, to start singing these hymns. And it was like, it was so, if you read the details about the arrival, it was so of the Lord and so in sync and harmony with the Holy Spirit. Where they even did Harp and Bowl without even knowing what Harp and Bowl was. Seriously, they talk, they talk about us. It's one of the details of the revival where um, at some point some people would be praying and then other people would be singing and it was in harmony. And it was a unique thing. And like, some of the descriptions of that, when that would happen, they'd be like, hey, this is heavenly. Some people praying, some people singing at the same time. And it wasn't like there wasn't confusion. Like I, honestly, I, I want to go to a service where the worship starts before the worship team's up on the thing, up on the platform, because of the hunger and the passion for God and and just for more of Him. Anyways, that's just a little side note. Some, of the, um, but I want to I want to read some things uh, just from Evan Roberts' own words that I hope would encourage us, and I'll just end there because there's he like said there's so much more to talk about, but. Uh, Time, time is, is limited. Yes. Yes.
3: What year did
1: this happen? Oh,
3: 1904. Oh. To, to <laughs> 1904
1: to 1906. Do you think? It happened right before the Azusa Street Revival. Do
0: you think they knew what Harp and Bowl was
1: back then? Like what? Like Revelation like what, what it? Like what No. I think I, from what from what I'm reading and, 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 and reading on it on that part of it, it was just such a spontaneous thing of the Holy Spirit, and that they the, like I said one of the descriptions that somebody had and I would have said it was heavenly, and it was like and it was in sync. It wasn't like oh these people are praying and these people are singing, it, but blended together like the Holy Spirit blended it together in a, such a beautiful way. What's this? Oh, Danny. Oh, gosh.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try, but then That's you have to help me. Um, so um, the Bible um, explains the harp as, okay, harp is worship. It's like harp, you know, kind of old like David. He used to our harp. And then the bowl is like there's bowls in heaven for each of us. And we fill those bowls whenever we pray. So harp and bowl is like the mixture between prayer and worship and, like, mixing those together. And I think it's, like, a stronger form of, like... Communication. Communication. And that's what
3: God. we do at the end. Though.
0: Yeah, that's what we do. And, like, if you heard us, like, my mom prayer leads, and then we sing from mm. that, that's
3: so, what that is. So wait, hold on. What? You said you don't know the songs. They're not really songs yet. Maybe one of us is going a songwriter. What's it called? What's your name?
0: What's it called? It's called...
3: I forgot. I forgot.
1: I That's uh, that was a great description of it. It's worship and prayer combined, and we get it from uh, the book of Revelation. Um, but let me just read you guys a few things from Evan Roberts' his own words. The thing about Evan Roberts is that he wanted, he wanted people to know the joy of religion. Basically the joy of a relationship with Jesus, with Christ. Um, he wanted people to know the joy of the Lord.
3: Because
0: hmm. like many people didn't know that there was joy in
3: religion. Probably. Yeah, well, joy. at that time, like...
1: Religion, it became like a dead religion in Wales at that time. Like, religion became dead, and that's why Evan Roberts was so passionate for revival. He felt like Christianity failed. Isn't that how it is right now in Europe? Kind of yes. Crazy. Yes. In Europe? Yeah, even
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> Most of Europe, it's like... Where did you go? Where did we go? Most of Europe
0: is... Uh, Italy. Italy. What he said? hold uh fallacy and orthodoxism. But um there are places that are really on fire for John. Probably more yeah, so like more. More. Mm. and there was and there's also I don't know how much you guys are into prophecy, but there's a lot of prophecy. Well, I mean I don't really know what Wales was like in nineteen oh four before the Holy Spirit started showing up, but it sounds I feel like it would probably be like one of those big cities that mm. we'll probably do. wouldn't feel
1: like, the Holy Spirit's there, so. Mm-hmm. And Not so the revival, you started reading? Yeah. No, it was just, for whatever reason, the, the church was dead, you know? It became just a dead religion. So here's what, let me, let me these sisters, I'm, what I'm about to read you is from, this is Evan Roberts' own words. It says, what I want is for the people to know the joy of religion. Mm. Religion was never intended to make a man gloomy. It should be the happiest thing in life. Mm. Is our relationship with the Lord the happiest thing in our lives? Is that a question? No. Yeah. No, I mean, just a thought. Just to throw it out there. No, I, I can tell you said, is the, it? Is it, or? is it, yeah. No, because I'm reading this, I'm like, whoa. It's like, because when he says religion, he's talking about a relationship with the Lord. So, it said it should be the, like, our relationship with God should be the the, the best thing in our lives. should make us the most happy. Is it? No. Is God satisfying? Oh, us? Uh, that's not. That's on, that's on us That's not on God, that's on us So here's what he says He says, our fathers, he's talking about The ministers who were before him uh, Our fathers, thank God for them They were saintly men But were gloomy and melancholy As though religion was a sore trial To the flesh What they missed was the joy of our Lord They got into a groove And we must get out of it and that's one of the reasons why Evan Roberts' meetings looked completely nothing like the format of the day, which caused him some criticism, but what I love is like the Holy Spirit was doing, was doing a new thing. <laughs> Sorry. All right. And uh, let me read, you, I want to, um, like I said, there's so much, I'm going to continue to talk about this in the weeks to come, but I want to read you another thing from, uh, from Evan Roberts, So two things. Just to kind of like sum up our night, just the impact of the revival, and then just another quote from Evan Roberts. So the impact of the Welsh revival in a short two years. Soul saved. Like I said, 70,000 in the first two months. And 100,000 overall. Churches were crowded. Prayer meetings uh, didn't just take place in church. There was prayer meetings in the workplace as well. These people had just a hunger, uh, hunger, hunger, hunger for the Lord. Alcohol consumption dropped significantly. Mm. We're like the bars and the bar owners were losing a lot of money, mm. and uh, some of them had to shut down. Good language replaced bad language, mm. and uh, and some of the horses, the work horses that they used in the mines, were confused because they were so used to being. <laughs> curse that and talk to really badly that when these people would get saved they would begin to speak good language and the horses didn't know how to respond truly. Well I sound funny but man that's they didn't know how to respond to good language because they were so used to being yelled at and cursed at and whatnot. It's like training your dog in curse words all of (laughs) a sudden. You're right yeah. And your dog just like (laughs) You, You love it. And here's one that I like. Even as a sports fan, I love this. Sports suffered. And I know I shared that last week. Like, they had a national soccer or t- they had soccer teams, and the soccer players got saved. And they would stop showing up to matches because they were at revival meetings. Wow. Come on.
3: That's
1: insane. Isn't that not insane? That's a mic drop right there. So take this to heart, what I want to read you right now. Again, it's a quote from Evan Roberts. And I feel like this is for us. This is for me. This is for you. And just Even just try to imagine, you guys might not want to know what he looks like. You can look it up. There's pictures of him on you know, YouTube and uh, the internet. But he says, here's one of his quotes. Dear friend, God loves you. Therefore, seek him. Uh, I'm just going to pause. I really feel like this is the word of the Lord for us right now. So please take this to heart. Dear friend, God loves you. Therefore, seek him diligently. Pray to him earnestly. Read his words constantly. Yours in the gospel. Evan Roberts. That's for us. And one of the things that gives me hope for America was that prayer was such a huge and key factor for the breaking in and then the Welsh Revival. Really all revivals. Earnestly, he says, pray to him earnestly. I'm like, wow, there's hope for America. There's hope for our nation that's in such a crazy place right now. Because there are men and women, young and old, on fire Mm -hmm. for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Men and women are fasting and prayer. And we're part of that company. We just got to get our fires lit. Need more of him. We need more of his spirit. So make it your prayer that you would be, that God would bend you. Like Aaron Robertson, bend, bend Bend me to your will. It makes me think about what is your will, Lord? What is your will? Where haven't I surrendered? Like, what is your will for me? And it brings me back to memories of like. When I did, when there was moments where I did, where there was complete surrender to something he asked me to to do. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: But it's like, okay, those were great memories. Those that was back then, but what about now? What are you asking of me now? Where do I need to be bent? She asked herself, Lord, where do I ask yourself, talk, have a conversation with the Lord about Lord, where do I need to be bent? Bend me to your will. And who knows what he'll ask us to do. But let's trust him if if he speaks to us and obey. We will be richly blessed if we do. And he won't squash us if we don't. But you take it as a learning experience and you move on. Anyways, that's what I got tonight. There's more to come from the Welsh Revival. Wow. Amen.
3: Sure. Yeah. i que...